Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Eating Alone in a, I don't even know what this is, uh, a Hyundai, a Hyundai accent rental car show with your host, So Sad Today. Hi. Um, so another, um, thing going on. I'm back in Los Angeles. Um, but, um, and I did get my car back and then it started vibrating yesterday. Um, started vibrating as 13 year old cars are known to do. Um, it's ready for its bar mitzvah, Baruch Hashem. Um, I don't know if I'll be bar mitzvahing it right now. I don't know if it deserves a party. Um, yeah, so it just started shaking yesterday, so um, I took it in, um, and I'm excited. I'm excited for a mechanic to take all my money, and it's great. Um, and I am driving a rental Hyundai. Hyundai. I think it's a Hyundai. Maybe it's a Honda, but it's a, it's a Honda ac- Hyundai accent. Truth be told, <clears throat> I don't really know what they're accenting. I have not figured out what they're accenting. Um... I apologize in advance to any listeners who drive a Hyundai accent, but, um, it's kind of an ugly car. It's, uh, it's it's not cute. And so I'm not sure what the accent is on, but, um, when I figure that out, I will let you know. Anyway, I'm supposed to get my old trusty back, uh, like tomorrow. So by next week's episode, um... I'll be back in old, not that you care. I mean, you can't like see what's going on. I could, I could be like, yes, I'm eating alone in a Hummer. I'm eating alone in a uh, tank. And I mean, you know, you wouldn't know. I could be on a bicycle. You probably wouldn't know. Um, So, you know, but I I like to keep it very real. Um, I like you to know what's going on. Um, I have respect for my audience. And so that's, that's the story. I'm just eating a protein bar. I eat a lot of protein bars. Um, I kind of took a a, sh- a short a short hiatus from the pro not not a hiatus. I was still eating protein bars all the time, but um, I took a hiatus or, or I, I was eating less of them when I was deep in the cheesecakes. But I'm still not back on the cheesecakes. Um, they're calling to me. They're certainly calling to me, um, but um, I have not yet reintroduced those delightful little nasty ass cheesecakes back into my life. So, um, so I'm eating more protein bars. I like a chocolate protein bar. Um, I, you know, I eat a lot of, of chocolate diet foods. I eat a lot of like fake chocolate things. Um, I used to be really into these things called Vita tops, Vita muffin, Vita tops. And I, to me, it really tasted like a chocolate muffin top, you know, it tasted like a chocolate brownie. And then, um, I gave my husband one one time and he was like, this literally takes like a sponge that has been spray painted with a chocolate-ish flavoring. And I was like, oh, you have self-esteem and like, you know, don't eat diet stuff, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You don't subsist on uh, diet desserts as your, you know, three meals a day. Right, right, right. Um, He has good self-esteem. He does. He had a very loving mother, my husband. Um, he has good self-esteem, I have to say. Um, and it's been, just to update you on his health, it's actually been a good summer for us. Summer, he's usually better. 
Um, he's usually more healthy. When I say healthy, it means he can walk three blocks. Um, you know, it's not uh, what one would define as robust. Um, there's not going to be any working out or, you know, mucho running. Um, but, or, you know, or anything like that. And if it's more than three blocks, you know, we have to sit down. But um, we're able to, he, he, he's leaving the house. Um, and he was able to come with me to the East Coast. Um, we, part of the trip, part of it, I was there for the Berkshires, and part of it we were in New York for his mom's fourth wedding. Shout out to Rosemary. She believes in love. She believes in life after love. And then she believes in love after life after love. It's an awesome quality. Um... Oh, fuck. Someone's calling me. Don't you hate when people try to get in touch with you? Although I have to say at this point, I think I'd rather talk on the phone than uh, send one more email in my life. Email is like dead to me. Like email's over. Email is done. I can't. I can't. If I have to send one, I I can't. Um, Texting, good. I I would rather talk on the phone than do email think at this point. Um, I remember like in like the early 2000s when I was like, you know, or even before that, like when I was like first getting into email and, you know, I'd be composing these, it was like Emily Dickinson fucking letters. Like I'd be, they were like, you know, it was like, dearest, dearest Susie, my heart longs for then like I'd edit the emails and you know, it was like, let's make this crafty. How are we going to make this clever? Dearest Susie, the weather has turned and now I'm just like, LOL. And that's it. Because I, I just, I can't. I'm, I'm tired. I'm very tired. Um, all the time. So, um, but yeah, so I am back in California. It's good to be back. Um, it's a little hectic right now because we are moving um, on Sunday, not far. We're just moving over one Canyon. We have kind of a crazy landlord. So it was time to extricate ourselves from that situation. So we're, we're jumping canyons. We're moving over a Canyon. I'm not going to say which Canyon, not that I, I mean, I'm, I'm very doubtful that I have stalkers. Um, I mean, there's been a couple, look, there's been a couple of weirdos. There was this one guy who was like emailing me every day, like five times a day and really, really, um, gross shit, and I blocked him, um, it, like, took me a little while to block him, I don't know why, it always takes me a little while to block people, on social media, I, like, never block people, because I'm, like, I don't want them to know that I, like, noticed or care, but, um, this bruh was just, you know, he was, like, I don't know, it was, it was, there was some sexual violence, so he had to go, and then later, I was talking to some of my friends, um, I think it was Miran and Miran Darcy. Shout out Miran Darcy, who I, you know, I, I, sort of my the board of directors with with, with whom, the board with whom I discuss all internet um, affairs and, um, and I was like, and I was telling them about this guy. They're like, oh yeah, like he emails me too. And I was like, oh, and like while he was disgusting and like it would fill me with rage and I blocked him, I was like, look. If you're going to stalk me, stalk me, like just stalk me. Like I like now he's like spreading the stalking around. Like I didn't like 
him contacting me, but I at least thought I was like special, not special. Um, so if you're going to stalk me, make sure either that A, you're just stalking me alone or B, if you're going to stalk other people, don't stalk my friends too. Cause then I'm going to find out. And then I'm going to feel, you know, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be like, wait, I thought I was the only one getting stalked. But in general, so I'm not going to tell you which canyon I'm in, but I'm in a canyon. I'm moving over a canyon. Um, You know, that's what's happening. But so shit is fucking hectic. I wasn't going to do a, um, I wasn't even going to do an episode this week. I was like, I can take a week off. But then, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't really like love myself enough to like, feel as though I deserve, um, you know, a break. Cutting myself a break is really hard. Um, not good at it. Not good at cutting myself a break. Um, good at cutting others a break, I think, because, um, not in my head, like in my head, I'll hold on to like resentments for a long time, but in, in, in waking life, you'll never know that I have not cut you a break, you know, and cutting others a break for me, it's, it's often a defense mechanism. It's like, look, I don't care. I don't care. Um, but I think I'm good at cutting others a break one, because I don't want others to know that I've been hurt or that I care. And number two, I'm often not really paying that much attention to like what's going on around me. So, um, when I was up in the Berkshires, we were staying in this, me and the two other writers who I really like, we're staying in this hotel and one of them asked me, oh, do you have a street view or the alley view? And I was like, I actually have no idea. I just know there's a, there's a light and it shines through the window. Um, and other than that, I wouldn't be able to tell you anything going on. Um, for those who are interested, I've gotten some questions on Twitter. Yes, I did pee in the Starbucks cup. And no, I did not end up pulling over and masturbating. Um, but I've been jerking off a lot lately. Um, let's just put it out there. I've, I've found myself jerking off a lot lately. Um, watching a lot of porn. Um, not sure why, like more now. I mean, I think it's probably, you know, it's the stress of the, the move. I have, I have very little with which to medicate and escape my feelings, you know. I ha- or let's, let's put it this way. I have very little that's not like healthy and good to do that with. Um, you know, and like whose first instinct is to turn to the healthy good. No, like we all need to play around in the trash and not that there's anything wrong with porn, but it's, it's more about like the way I use it, you know, like I'm like, Oh, I know what I'm doing. Um, but so, but porn, I have such a weird, I guess everyone has a weird relationship with porn. Like, does anyone feel like, Oh yeah, I have like a very normal, I have a very healthy relationship with porn. Again, not that porn is inherently unhealthy, but, um, you know, I I feel it's numbing effect. Um, I mean, when I first started masturbating, when I was like in sixth grade, I was in sixth grade, I think like 10 or 11. I mean, do you remember your first orgasm? It was like, holy fucking shit. Like, what is like my first orgasm? I like, I really, I was, I was humping a George Jetson doll. Um, I had this light, not life size, but I'd say it was like three and a half foot tall George Jetson in my room that was filled with stuffing and I would kind of like hump around on its foot. Um, and then of course, once I got, once I discovered the orgasm, then like I, you know, the foot ultimately sprung a leak and like all the like 
little balls of styrofoam were like always getting all over the rug and my mom's like what's going on with this doll but um but George was my first and he was great and I um if you read so sad today, you'll know sort of what I'm not going to give it all away on here. Also, it's kind of embarrassing. Yes, I do have a threshold for embarrassment, but, um, so I had a particular fantasy and I made myself a homemade audio cassette replicating that very strange. And I will say it's strange. You know, some people have like, some people are into BDSM or they have a balloon fetish or, you know, there's like conferences, furries, there's conferences, there's conventions for their fetish. There's no conferences or conventions for my fetish. Um, I have a secret Tumblr, um, where I sort of compile like links of video and audio. And I've actually, I, I've, I've amassed quite a following on there. I've got about 200 followers. Um, and I follow, I'd say two or 300 people. I mean, there are people out there with my fetish, but it's like, um, but you know, there's no, nobody's pulling up to the convention center, you know, like it's not that popular. And so, um, but the Tumblr thing is funny because it's like, like I, you know, I'll get a bunch, like so sad today. I don't know how many followers I have there on there at this point. I think it's like, it might be, I think it's over half a million now, which is a lot. You know, I'll say that's a lot of followers. I am more impressed when I get like a follower on this anonymous Tumblr of mine. And it's really just a repository of shit. Like it's really just where I store. It's like my, you know, it's my container store for all of my porn. And most, like I'd say 75% of it is like this fetish linked, but then there's like 25% that's like, I don't know. I love like the, um, you know, the, the MILF seductions of younger women love that. And so it's like 25% um, you know, mill seduction. So people have to like, they're on there. They're like, Oh great. We have the same fetish. And then they have to put up with like my random shit. But that's, that's kind of how it always is when you follow a fetish tumbler. Um, hold on one second. I'm I'm actually driving today and I'm just want to make sure that I go the right way. Um, I think I'm going to go the right way. I think it's going to, I think it's going to be okay. So, um, but yeah, so, and it, and it's weird because I'll, I, a lot of the people I follow who have this fetish, um, are, they're really into anime and like, I've just never been into anime. I think it's cause I'm not a visual person. Like I always wanted to be a, I always wanted to be a boy who was like really into comic books. You know, you know that about me that I always wanted to be a boy who was like a skater, but I wanted to be like a boy who was really into comic books or a girl. I mean, I, I would have preferred to have been a boy actually, but you know, I could have been a girl who was into comic books and stuff, but like, I've never just, I've never been like a visual person And so I was never that into anime, but they're like also, so I have to like weed through in my feed, like all this fucking anime just to get to what, you know, I'm interested in. They, they, I'm trying to think of what other things they're into. Um, it's mostly, some of them have like some pee fetishes, which I'm not averse to pee, but I, it just doesn't really do anything for me. Um, some of them, there's a, there were a couple with like diapers, which I have to say, I really see the appeal. And I'm not ashamed to say it because after my, my fetish, my fetish makes diapers seem like vanilla sex. Like, I'm just like, oh, um, you know, oh, no big deal. Like diapers, but I totally see the appeal of the diaper. I might try it sometime. I think it would be really nice to be like swaddled, um, in a diaper because you know, it's all about that nurturing, the nurture, like, 
I'm going to be nurtured and I'm going to be cared for and like somebody loves me unconditionally. I mean, that to me is like such a beautiful state. So I can, I can understand, I can wrap my mind around a lot of fetishes, but like for some reason, not anime. Like I just can't, I know anime isn't a fetish, but I'm just like, I can't, like it, it doesn't, I wish it grabbed me. So I'm always like weeding through the anime. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that I follow are like, fictions like you know they're fixed it's not all video and stuff and like I used to just be a lurker and a reblogger but like recently I haven't written anything yet I think the day that I like write it not because I'm like embarrassed but just because I kind of I don't know like it takes a lot of energy like these people are really serious about these fictions that they are posting on Tumblr. Like, they're like, all right, these are the characters. Send suggestions. People get, like, really attached to each other's characters. Like, it is a whole world on there. And I'm definitely not, like, popular. But I'm like, you know, like, people know who my anonymous, weird... You know, people in the know with my fetish, we... You know, they know. They they know my Tumblr. Um, but I wouldn't say I'm, I'm... I think you to be popular, you have to be, like, creating shit. So I haven't written a full story, um, just really because I'm, I'm lazy. Like it, it's long, you know, it's, it's long and you're not getting paid for it. It's, it's purely for other people to masturbate to, which is actually, I think a very, um, very wonderful service to be doing for other human beings. You know, you're like creating something for the joy of them coming, um, which is cool. I remember certain people when they first read the Pisces in early editions they were like I had to stop and masturbate and I just took that as such a compliment you know but I also got paid to write that so um well I wrote it and then sold it but I I don't think I'll be selling my I, I don't think I don't know who knows look look in uh 2024 for a collection of uh erotic fictions with a very niche market of probably 300 people in the world who are interested so um, I don't know. How the fuck did I get on this topic? I don't even know. Oh, just that I've been watching. I've been, like, really deep in the porn lately. Um, I, I go in phases with porn. Like, it's really cyclical. And I just think I just need an escape right now, you know? So I'm like, I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm like, face my life or masturbate? And it's like, let's masturbate. You know? Who wouldn't choose that, really? The thing about porn is just, like, there's so much choice. Now, like, I feel like between age, like, 11 and, like, I don't know, 21, 22, 23, like, or even now sometimes, like, I I feel like I had the same, like, five to, like, seven fantasies that I rotated for, like, years, you know, and they seemed to work just fine. Like, I would get tired of one, I'd go back to the other, you know, they were, like, old trustees, like... Like, this is, they just were, they were sort of the, they were my Rosetta Stone, you know, my internal Rosetta Stone. Um, and, but now, I mean, there's so much choice and it's like, I feel like I have different sort of types of porn that I watch for like different stuff and I'll go through like a whole, like I'll go through like 10 different things, um, you know, 10 different vids. And then, and I'm like, no, I could still find something better when like probably the first one, you know, would have like sufficed, but it's like the quantity. Um, and there's also, but I do, you know, I do watch like different 
porn. Like, I kind of, I, there's porn that I love just, like, aesthetically and, like, maybe in, like, a crushy way. And for me, that's, um, gay porn, particularly the cocky boys. I'm obsessed with them. They are so beautiful. And I wish that I could be a gay porn star. Um, I did some articles in Vice, um, about fantasy and porn, um, in the So Sad Today Vice column. And I did one on the cocky boys and kind of feelings. And then I did another one, um, interviewing Tate Hansen, who's a gorgeous, uh, cocky boy. So, um, they're my favorite of the gay porn. They're, they're, they're a little alt. Um, they're, and they make it look like very loving, but like not, you know, sexy loving. I mean, it's not like, Delilah lay me down in the sheet you know there's just something but there's and it's funny because I always feel like oh like they're in love you know and same with when I watch like certain straight porn too um like there's certain straight porn I'll watch for that same effect it's like the beautiful kind of and like and I'm like oh he's so in love with her and then like I'll like look up the performer and then I'm like oh he's like fucking like 300 others in like the exact with the exact same like drugged beautiful look on his face you know like oh it wasn't love um and I also did an interview um with some porn performers earlier on some straight porn performers like Ryan Driller who's really nice and um ex-porn performer um Danny Wilde um, and Joanna Angel about that, like about catching feels and like how they sort of can make it seem feely and like, do they ever catch the feels? Um, so that you, I think that was like a 2016 article. And so, um, catching feels, you know, whatever, I'm still saying it, but I think that probably, that term probably died then. Um, so that's sort of like, you know, the aesthetic and like heart rendered. Sometimes I'll watch a little like, um, lesbian porn for that too. Um, and then like sort of the next level, which takes me to like a hornier place is definitely, definitely, definitely the MILF seduction, the MILF lesbian seduction. So like I'll watch sort of two lesbians of an eight of the same age, um, even two femmes, um, you know, for sort of like that aesthetic and that'll be, I'll spend like 45 minutes watching like these types of porns, the gay, the cocky boys, um, a little pretty hetero and you know, like the female friendly where it's like, you know, the Ryan, Ryan Driller is actually, he does like a lot of that stuff. And, um, Xander Corvus does a lot of that stuff. He's, I love him. Um, he never, I never got to interview him. Um, and, um, and then I'll watch like, and, and then sort of the next tier is like of attraction, which I can sometimes, sometimes will get me off is, is like the, the lesbian MILF seduction and it can be MILF on MILF or it can be MILF on a younger uh, woman. And that to me, that's like, I'm like, all right, like this is where we're getting somewhere here. But then like the kind that, re- and then, but really the third tier and the tier that I should probably just watch from the beginning because it will get me off in two seconds is my fetish. And I don't even have to go on Pornhub for that. Like half the stuff that me and my fetish people are jerking off to is like on YouTube. It's just like regular videos. It's kind of funny. So, um, you know, so it's like, I don't know. There's an abundance, you know, there's an abundance and I'm like, is it too much? Like, 
I, cause I, you know, cause I can spend, I mean, it never, it always took me quite a while. You know, I'm not the, I'm not the quickest, um, especially when with another person. I mean, when I'm with another person, forget it. That's like double the time. Um, but, um, you know, and I always thought, I always thought there was something wrong with me that it took me so long to come. Cause I was like, well, you know, like when I would read erotic books, like they always came on like page like 32 and I was like, I wouldn't have come till page 65. So when I wrote the Pisces, I was like, you know, yes, she may be like fucking a merman on a rock, but like, she's still like, uh, like, let me just say it might take me a little while to come, you know, like she's not just because you're living out your like, you some kind of fantasy doesn't mean you're not still self-conscious, you know? So I sort of, it's like erotica for people, I guess, like me, erotic literature for people like me who like, you know, are not just like caution to the wind and are, are having thoughts and, um, uh, are having self, a lot of self-doubt, even if, you know, your, your greatest fantasy has come, come down. Um, because that's the thing about fantasy, you know, if fantasy is ever rendered reality, it's like, I don't know, it's never the way we, we think it's going to look. Um, and, but that's why, that's why porn's so great. Um, but sometimes it's like, sometimes if I do come watching like a romantic porn and not a fetish porn, I'm like, oh, like I'm kind of sad they're not there. And then sometimes, you know, like I'll get it like kind of a little emotionally attached to like these people that I have no idea who they are. And then sometimes if I'm watching like, um, you know, fetish, my fetish stuff, I'm like, like, it's like, you know, four seconds after you come, you're just like, like, I don't know why I'm saying you, um, but maybe you relate to this. Like, you're like, what, like, what did I just come to? Like, this is so sad. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a contemporary issue. Um, certainly there has always been erotica throughout the ages, but it was, you know, in the past it was, it was maybe like a torn up picture that like 30 people passed around a village. And now it's, you know, we have all this at our, at our disposal and at our fingertips, um, for better and for worse. So I don't know. That's my little, that's my little moment of porn. So what else? Um, oh yeah, I wanted to address the protein bar situation going down in this car right now. Um, so my fave protein bars are the quest bars because they, um, you get like the most protein for the caloric bang and they also have so many yummy dessert flavors like the, um, the, Chocolate chocolate chunk is a big favorite of mine. Um, the um, what else is a favorite of mine? I love the chocolate chocolate chunk. I love the s'mores. There's a new flavor called birthday cake that I'm like deeply into. Um, and I actually have um, a uh, Quest Bar dealer. Um, there was a guy who had emailed me because I had tweeted on so sad today that I liked. Quest Bars, and he's a guy who runs some kind of, like, store in a hospital, um, very uplifting, and, you know, like, when you're at the hospital and you, there's, like, the gift shop, and they sell, like, food, like, snacks and food and all that stuff, so he runs the, the hospital gift shop, um, and so he 
he like didn't want to order like as many as he had to order for wholesale so he's like I will order if you can like pay me for your quantity I'll order like half of the wholesale order for you and half for me and I was like all right cool so for the past couple years I've had like the quest bars I've gotten them actually I don't even know how much of a discount it is I feel like wholesale should be bigger anyway that's for me to think about but um, but it was pretty good, and so, um, so I've had, like, you know, I'll have, like, boxes of Quest bars arriving in the mail, um, and I imagine this guy was, like, I don't know, in, like, his 50s or 60s, you know, in, like, I don't know why I thought he was, like, in, um, like, Oklahoma or somewhere where I would, like, never meet him, you know, because you don't, you know, that when you're ordering, like, things like that in bulk, like, I have these Nicorette dealers on eBay, because I'm not, the amount of Nicorette, I chew the, I actually chew the, um, generic, I chew the nicotine, nicotine gum, quote unquote, from, like, Walgreens, Walgreens or CVS, and I also like the Habitrol, because it's a, it's like a nice, it's it's a softer, the Habitrol tastes like one of those after-dinner mints with a little jelly inside, um, but so I have like a couple of dealers on eBay where I get this from cheap. I don't know how they get it. Maybe it falls off a truck. I think it's probably like about to expire. And it's like, I never want to meet any of these people. You know what I'm saying? Like these people know the, like the lows of my addiction. Like they know the levels of like how often I'm ordering this shit. You know, they know. And, um, you know, they always send me like a little email after I order and they're like, thank you for, yet another order. Thank you for yet another step on your road to, uh, you know, your dentist yelling at you for, um, that you're going to get oral cancer or your teeth are going to fall out. Thank you. Um, but so like, I never want to meet any of these people, you know, but so my, my black market quest bar dealer, I just assumed he was like, like, I don't know. A lot of the Nicorette people live in Virginia. My, my nicotine gum people live in like Virginia or just places like I don't see myself like going. No offense to any Virginians. I'm sure it's lovely, but, um, or Oklahomans, but I just, you know, like, I don't, I don't know that I'll be there anytime soon. And so, so my quest bar dealer, um, I just assumed he was kind of like, I lumped him in with the, with the Nicorette people. Like, yes, we had met through my Twitter and like, you know, I feel that's a little more intimate, but I was like, you know, I'm not going to turn down a deal on fucking quest bars. Like, hell no. You want to bring it, bring the quest, especially now that there's this birthday cake thing. So I was like, all right, let's do it. So I'm at a reading in San Diego about a month and a half ago um, doing a reading and somebody comes up to me after the reading and he's like, hi, it's, I forget his name actually, but I, I will say, hi, it's Mark. And I was like, hi, you know, and I'm sort of in like book signing mode. And I always am very like amped up in book signing mode because truly, I mean, this is a writer's dream. You know, it's like, people are like, I'm sorry. Can you sign both books? I'm like, can I honey? Like, of course, like this is like what every writer, I mean, I'm sure there are some writers who like never, ever want to leave their house. For me, it's like, I'll, I'll, I want to leave my house to sign books, um, you know, and go get my weird foods. And like, like it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's so cool to have like people that actually like want this from you. I mean, to me, it's like amazing. So I'm always very high. I'm always very high on like the, I guess, attention and and love and sort of like, you know, just feeling, feeling meaning, a sense of meaning based on the fleeting, uh, 
tastes of, of somebody who's a fan. So I was like, hi, Mark. And he's like, hey, he's like, so I don't think his name's Mark. I forget his name. But, um, so I was like, he's like, yeah, um, I'm the quest bar guy. And he's like in his twenties. And I was just like, I was not prepared to be confronted with the dealer right then and there. Cause I mean, this, this person knows things about me, you know, that he knows that I've got, I've got a protein bar problem, really. Um, he knows the magnitude, you know, and, and I, I was just, it was like worlds were colliding and, um, I felt a little bit, I felt a little too seen and I felt a little uncomfortable, but you know, I played it off and it was fine, but I was just like, I really, you know, it's like, I don't know. You just, do you want your, your dealer to come to your event? Like, when I, you know, back when it came to, when it was drug dealers back in the day for me, before I, you know, before my path narrowed, um, and I got sober and now what I have left to party with is, um, you know, protein bars and, um, nicotine gum. I can't believe I just used party as a verb. There was once this woman I was going to hook up with and then she used party as a verb. And I was like, I did end up hooking up with her, but I was just like, I can't. Like, I was like, I, like, the party as a verb has ruined it. Like, I didn't enjoy the experience at all. Um, and I was really into her before, but she was like, yeah, do you party? And I was like, okay, it's over now. But, um, nonetheless, so I'm, I'm having this party. I'm partying on, uh, you know, protein bars and nicotine gum. It's like, I don't know. Like, you just don't want your dealer to, like, show up. But, you know, in the old days, when it was drugs for me, I remember, like, I mean, I remember the weed people were always very, like, um, like, yeah, I had to, I always had to pretend, I always pretended I liked them, and I think I went, like, a little overboard, because they would always want to, like, hang out, not just, like, let's smoke a joint, you know, or hang out for, like, 20 minutes or something, but, like, really, like, settling in, and, like, staying in touch, and, like, inviting me to shit, like, I don't know how to set that boundary, you know, I've never been great at, like, at saying, like, okay, we're done, um, I'm not good at that, I don't know, I guess it's the fear of, being a bitch, something about that word bitch, it's the fear of not being liked is what it is, it's an egoic fear, you know, it's like, is it possible to just prevent anyone who doesn't like me from not liking me by just never saying no, um, but I've been thinking about that a lot this year, and, um, I think I might have mentioned that in August, one night, I just decided, okay, this is the year where I don't say yes to anything I don't want to do. I, I don't say yes to anything I don't want to do. I mean, within reason, like obviously there's shit you have to do like to like keep a roof over your head and for work and stuff. But like in terms of just life in general, I'm not saying yes out of the fear that saying no will make a person not like me or make me seem X or Y. And I, I think I'm doing okay, an okay job of of sticking to it this year ish for the most part. There's, there's one scenario. There's a, there's a couple of people I know who, when I see them, they don't stop talking and I literally don't know how to get out. I don't know how to get out. And it's like, I feel like I'm sinking. Um, I remember at college, there was somebody who was like this. I don't remember. Probably his, his name was probably Josh. Cause I feel like everyone I knew in college was named Josh. And like, you know how you go into a K hole, it would be like, you'd fall into a Josh hole, 
you know, and there's some people in my life who like, if I see them, I fall into, uh, you know, Elizabeth hole, let's say her name's not Elizabeth, but, um, and it's like, I, I, and I like, and it's, it's even harder when you like the person. Cause you're like, I like you, but it's just, we need to just like, maybe like cut this in half or like quarter. And I don't know how to like, I don't know how to like put the thing in, you know, and I'm like slowly backing away with my hands out. Um, the other, I mean, it got to the point that the other day I Googled on YouTube, like how to get out of a like how to get out of a conversation or, but none of it was helpful. You know, none of it was helpful. It's the same with like the dog training videos I look up on YouTube. I'm like, I hate this dog trainer. He's like, you know, I'm like, why is it this douchebag who has to teach me? Um, and it was the same with getting out of a conversation. Um, so, but other than that, I think I'm doing an okay job of like not saying yes to shit out of fear of being disliked. Like this is the year of not doing shit I want to do. I guess it goes from mid-August 2018 to mid-August of 2019. If it goes well, maybe I'll do an extension, but, uh, we're only on month two, so we'll see. Um, so if I, I don't know if I've mentioned it, I think I have, but if you want to join me on this year, um, feel free. It can be like a little challenge. Um, and I think that's really it. I'm going to go speaking of things I don't want to do. I'm going to go home and pack up all my shit, um, and get it ready to move, but I will see you on the flip side. Bye-bye.